Knowing what to post on social media for your business, when to post, how often, it can all be so overwhelming. And then the social networks constantly change things up on us, right? Want that problem to go away? Join thousands of entrepreneurs who get my daily social media marketing tips direct to their inbox for free. Each day, you'll get stories, tips, ideas, and inspiration so you can do better social media marketing, all designed to drive revenue and profits in your business without it taking up all your valuable time. And of course, if they ever aren't valuable anymore, you can easily unsubscribe at the bottom of any email. Sign up now while you're thinking about it at dailysocialmediatips.com. In this episode, we're sharing six ways to trick yourself into being more productive. And the third one is so effective that you'll probably forget the task is even happening. And the last one is hard if you are a recovering perfectionist like me, but is one of the best things that I've invested my time and energy into. And we'll break all of those down right now. Let's jump in. There's no wrong way to be an entrepreneur, and that's the dirty little secret the business gurus don't want you to know. They want you to do things their way, but their way may not be your way. The key to success is finding the strategies that work best for you. Welcome to The Six Ways with Jerry Potter. Welcome to episode number four of The Six Ways, where every week we bring on a smart, innovative guest that is thriving in their field of expertise so they can share their best tips with the rest of us, because I truly believe we all do better when we all do better. All right, this is both an audio and a video podcast, so if you wanna switch from one to the other, you can find the link wherever you happen to be consuming this to switch from one to the other. And I know your time is valuable, so you will see timestamps for what we talk about. And if you're looking for a certain part or wanna revisit something, you can jump ahead to that part at any time. My name is Jerry Potter, founder of 5-Minute Social Media and the Social Media Leads Lab. My guest today is Summer Slevin from The Time Rich, which is a brand I love. And she's on a mission to help visionary entrepreneurs harness their full productive potential, um, essentially removing the duct tape from their operations and focusing on the things that are going to move them forward the biggest. And Summer, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. So we're going to share the six ways to trick yourself into being more productive. Summer brought three, and I'll share three. And, I, you know, being a productive as an entrepreneur is hard. I feel like I was so good at being an employee when somebody else was like, hey, I need this by this time. Never really missed a deadline, or at least not that I can remember. But as an entrepreneur, it's a whole other thing, right? Because you, you, the boss can set deadlines, and then the boss can change the deadlines, and it doesn't matter because you are the boss. So I want to ask, you know, you went from employee to entrepreneur. Did you struggle with this transition? And if you did, what was it that helped you get to where you could be more productive as an entrepreneur without somebody checking up on you? Oh, that's such a good question. And honestly, I've actually changed my answer in the last few months because I moved from working in a co-working space every day to working mm. in my home office for the first time as an entrepreneur. I now get it. It is tough to actually just go into a different part of your house and then get productive. Um, and so actually making my home space that productive environment and not doing anything else in my home office has been helpful. And then understanding what I want to get done in that time now that I have to time block that time while I'm in the office has been really important too. And we'll get into that. I, I love that you brought up the, the co-working space because you're right. I've used co-working spaces. And when you're in a co-working space, even if you're not you know dependent on anybody, there's still like a little bit of peer pressure, like other people are working. I guess I should be. Um, you see other people being productive and it's like, oh, I should probably be like that too. So 
that's that's a that's an interesting sort of hack on its own to uh, to be more productive. So, all right, we're going to get into our six ways and our question of the week from Darren. How do you stay productive when you have to constantly reply to messages from clients? So we'll get Summer to chime in on that uh, coming up at the end of the episode. So make sure you stay for that. All right, six ways to trick yourself into being more productive. Uh, Summer, you're up first. Number one, what do you got? Okay, I love keeping the main thing the main thing. And so my number one tip is identify your main thing tasks. And these are the tasks that are your highest value activities and in your zone of genius and joy. So if you think of this as a Venn diagram, it's the thing that falls between both of those things, the highest value activities and the things in your zone of genius and joy. And so zone of genius and joy, meaning what specifically for people not familiar with that? Yeah, I love that question. The things that you're really good at and that you enjoy doing. Those are the things that are in your zone of genius and joy. And then the highest value activities, I like to think of that in the Pareto principle, the 80-20 rule. It's the 80% or it's the 20% of tasks that move the needle 80%. So it's like 20% effort actually create 80% results. You should be focusing in on that 20% highest value activities in your business. So that zone of genius, I like to describe it as uh, the thing that is so light and easy for you you can't believe someone will pay you for it because that's, okay. you know, for a lot of us, we we have that thing. And then we're just like, wait, somebody will pay for this. This is nothing. But of course, for them, it is. It's a huge deal. And so for somebody who is looking at their giant list of tasks or whatever it is, or maybe it's scattered in their brain, um, what's a what's an easy first step somebody can do or think about to figure out that main thing or the the things that are the main things? Yeah. So first off, list your tasks. I think that's really important to get them out of your brain. So that's a really good point that you just brought up. I also like to think of this as if I'm going to do the Pareto principle, I'm going to do 10 tasks that, you know, I that move the needle in my business and I'm going to choose the top two. That's the 20%. And if you look at those 20%, actually the things that probably generate 80% or so of your results. And so literally listing out those 10 tasks that move the needle or that help you generate results or help you market and then actually circling the top two. And you can actually break this down further and further. What are the 10 things within those two things? And then what are the two things that are the most within those? And you can break this down further and further until you get to what I call the 1%. I love that. And I'm a huge fan of Pareto's principle. Uh, you know, with, with social media, I teach this, you know, 2080 approach where it's like, let's, you don't have time to do all the things. Let's figure out that 20% that's going to drive 80% of the results. But I never really thought about like if you made a list of 10 tasks and then rank them, you'll be able to see and then decide if the other ones are important at all. So really, really like that. All right. Next up, number two, six ways to trick yourself into being more productive. And this is something that I've been using for uh, pretty much since I became an entrepreneur and I don't know what I would do without it. And that is to have other people hold you accountable. But there's a very specific way that you kind of have to do this. And so I'm going to share a quick story from outside the entrepreneurial world. There was years ago, I was trying to lose weight and I was struggling with all the things that happen with weight loss. And the gym that I barely went to had this uh, promotion and there were two packages. One was show up once a week, we'll measure, we'll weigh you, we'll measure your body fat percentage and, and uh, you know, stuff like that. And it was like 50 bucks for the, the duration. And then they also had one with private, you know, uh, training and personal training. And that was like 500 bucks or something like that. And I was just like, Okay, I'll do that that $50 thing. 
and I couldn't believe how fast I lost weight just because I showed up once a week to stand on a scale in front of a stranger who I really didn't care what they think, right? I could quit this gym and leave and probably never see them again. But that little tiny bit of accountability made all the difference in the world. And so the way I like to do this in business is I like to go and find somebody that I know and respect, and I'll ask them for feedback on something that I haven't done yet. And I essentially would say, like, I might reach out to Summer and say, hey, Summer, I would really love your feedback on this. Um, you know, would you be open to giving me feedback? And, and assuming Summer said, yes, sure, I would say, great, I'll have it to you by Thursday afternoon. And just doing that, because I don't want Summer to think of me as somebody that doesn't get things done or keep their promises, I'm going to make sure to get it done. Now, I've found that it has to be somebody that you know and respect. And sometimes if they're too close to you, it doesn't work. Like if I promise my wife something and then the kids are difficult, then she's like, well, I get it. The kids are difficult or you got sick or whatever. Um, what have you found with that, Summer? Have you found that it's you can do it with anybody or just people that are at a certain level of respect or what? Mm, I love that. I love that you also tied in the identity piece with that too. Like you want them to see you a certain way. And I think that's really important too, mm. is because we want ourselves to be seen in that way because we believe that that's a value that we hold. Um, I believe that it can be with the right people. Um, I think you do have to be a little bit more um, strategic about who you ask to be your accountability buddy. But at the same time, I've used my VA to help me help, uh, keep accountable. I've mm. used friends, I've used peers, and I've also used my partner too to help me uh, be accountable. But I think there is something within there that you have to have. Um, so <laughs> I have told you before too that uh, my partner and I, on and off, whenever I struggle with follow-up, because it's an important part of my business to follow up with people, but I struggle with doing it, he will hold me accountable with this $100 like follow-up Friday. And so if I don't follow up with 10 people on Friday, I have to pay him $100. And if I do follow up with 10 it. people, then he will pay me $100, right? And so whenever I'm really struggling with this, I'm like, I need us to, I need us to enact this. And I have paid him $100 now a few times. Oh, wow. Uh, and yeah, that changed since our last conversation. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, I think the first time you told me that story, you're like, it works amazingly. I've never had to pay him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Turns out I have. But the next week, I am like, no, no, no. I want that $100 back, right? And so there is something like, you can use your partner to do that, but you have to have some, like, stakes have to be high, too. Yes. And you can't, you have to you have to tell them, like, don't let me off the hook for this, because it's really important. Um, And so that's where I think it does matter who you, who you draw in um, to be your accountability well, buddy. And I love that you brought up the VA or people on your team, right? Because you want them to see you as a leader who is keeps their promises and things like that. And so that I think could be really effective as well. And I know if I tell my VA she's going to have something, then she will have it uh, by that time. So that's great. All right. Um, next up, number three, six ways to trick yourself into being more productive. Summer, what do you got? Eliminate, automate, and delegate. And this is kind of like an interesting trick to be productive is to actually delegate things to somebody else. <laughs> but it, it actually really does help you be more productive to understand, okay, if this isn't in my zone of genius and joy and the highest value activities, do I need to eliminate this task, automate this task, or delegate this task so that I am focusing on, on the things that are the main thing activities, right? And so understanding that and then doing it, delegating those 
high, um, those high value activities that are not in your zone of genius and joy actually help you kickstart and get into those things that actually are moving the needle and fill you up. And so that is a productivity hack that I have found to be very successful is looking through my list and then delegating things. Because now I'm like, oh, things are removed from my list. They're eliminated, yeah. automated, or delegated. And now my list only has a few things. And those are things that fill me up and move the needle. Heck yeah, I'm going to do those things. Well, and I love that you um, brought this up because automation is a, I'm a huge fan of automation and all the things that that I can do with it. And there are things that I've audited, made it in my business. And then six months later, I'll ask my VA and I'm like, how are we doing this? How does this, like, I've completely forgotten that it even happens. And it's still something that needs to be done. But, you know, and the same thing can happen when you delegate stuff. Now that, because you're paying somebody, you probably want to still know that it's important to do. But yeah, some automated stuff I just forgotten completely, which to me is the ultimate productivity, right? It just happens. And I don't know where or yes. why or how rather. I know why. And that part is yeah. important. So I think I like to say that um, elimination, automation, delegation, it's like a gift to your future self. Mm. <laughs> because you put in the work right now, maybe to delegate a task or to set up an automation or to like tell yourself, I don't need to do this right now to eliminate. Mm -hmm. And then your future self thanks you because it's more productive. It's more profitable. It's more enjoyable to do these things. Um, that you've now gifted yourself with, right? Or not even knowing that you are literally doing these things in your business through automation. Love that. Yeah, and I want to share one more little hack that started to work for me because sometimes I'm never short on ideas. So I get overwhelmed because there's just so many tasks on my list and there's things I don't feel like I can do, but I don't want to eliminate because they're really good ideas in my mind. And so what I have done is I ask myself while I'm doing this you know, eliminate, automate, delegate process, is this task so important that I would pay somebody else to do it? And that has been a really great filter for me because then it's like, if so, then have them do it, right? And if not, eliminate it. And so that has been really, really helpful for me. So, all right, we are discussing six ways to trick yourself into being more productive. Next up, number four, just before we jump into that, um, this episode is brought to you by dailysocialmediatips.com. You can join thousands of entrepreneurs that get these uh, right to their inbox every single day. It's actually five days a week. And of course, it, you know, if the moment they're not valuable to you, you can quickly unsubscribe. If they ever stop being helpful, you can sign up right now at dailysocialmediatips.com. All right, six ways to trick yourself into being more productive. My next one is uh, something a coach of mine calls the next tiny step. So his name is Richard Ralston, and he works with membership owners on keeping their members staying longer by helping them make more progress. And for me, anytime I have a task that I don't know how long it's going to take, and I don't know if you find this with your clients, uh, Summer, but the task that I know how long it's going to take, or at least I have a pretty good idea, no problem. Decide when to do them, I do them. But something that, you know, occasionally something comes up and it's like, is that going to be 30 minutes or is that going to be three hours? That's the stuff that stresses me out and I put it off and I delay it. And so Richard uh, teaches something that he calls the next tiny step. And it's just about finding what is the very first piece of this bigger task. And so as an example, in my social media leads lab program, we have an online hub with our trainings and support and all that kind of stuff. And, and so one of the things that's on my list right now is to go in and, and find ways to make it easier to use. Well, I could probably spend a week on that and still have more <laughs> ideas. So the first, the next tiny step is simply open the hub 
Not even look at, like log into the admin panel, not even open the hub, but just like literally log into the site where we control the hub. And what you find with this, and uh, James Clear talks about this in the book Atomic Habits too, is if you just do that first thing, the next thing becomes that much easier. And so that has been a big one for me is just figuring out what is that next tiny step. And it's hard to say you don't have time to open a web browser most of the time, right? Yeah. So, oh, that's so good. I've heard yeah. if it takes less than two minutes, do it now. <laughs> like mm. It is something that you can get into the momentum of actually getting things off your list. I love that one. I use that I, all the time. I've heard that with inbox management too. Like if it's more than two minutes, then, you know, save it for later, but it's less than two minutes, uh, knock it out right now. So yeah. All right. Next up, number five, six ways to trick yourself into being more productive. What do you got, Summer? Create high value work weeks by time blocking your week. And this is something I've heard a lot, you know, throughout the years is time blocking. And I've resisted doing this because I don't love having a ton of restrictions on my time or a ton of structure. But I have found it to be very valuable to forecast the highest value activities that are my zone of genius and joy and when I'm going to do them. And this is based on Parkinson's law. Work expands to the time you allot it. So if you give yourself 40 hours to complete these high value activities that you enjoy doing, they, it will take 40 hours, right? Yeah. Or even these lower value things that have to be done or the highest value things that are not in your zone of genius and joy that you have to do, we need to block them out in our calendar mm -hmm. so that they get done. And so I have found that not time blocking the whole work week, but actually time blocking the most important things that need to get done has been really helpful. And then also with, just pairing to your last one, the next tiny step, it really is helpful to set a timer and to know how long you're going to work on this thing. So if you gave yourself just five minutes to do it, right, when that timer goes off, you can keep doing it or you could stop. But actually mm. knowing how much time you have can help you get the things done that you need to get done in that time. I love that you said that. I recently did a two-week time audit of what I was doing. I wrote down everything that I did. Uh, and kind of look for patterns and stuff at the end of the week. And one of the things that I found was even t even tasks that fall into my zone of genius or joy were stressing me out because, because and I, I couldn't figure out why. I'm like, I like doing this. Why is this stressing me out so much? And the reason for it, it was it was kind of like an email inbox. They were stacking up. And for me, it was specifically giving private feedback to some people that were in a program I was running. And they were stacking up. And I was like, oh, I got to do that. I got to do that. And so what I did was with this kind of thing is I put it on the calendar as a time block as here's the time I'm going to do this. And the part that that frees up is I do not need to worry about it until that time. And this was such, a, and I'm sure other productivity experts would be like, duh, but it, it did not hit me until like two weeks ago. And I went, oh my gosh, this is so freeing. It's not just when I'm going to do the thing but it's, I don't have to worry about it until then. And that's massive. So yes. I love that one. Love that one. Thank you for bringing that up. Okay. Uh, next up, number six, six ways to trick yourself uh, into being more productive. And this, I, I always refer to myself as a recovering perfectionist. And this is has been so hard for me, but I'm getting better and better at it. And it doesn't really sound like a productivity hack, but I promise that it is. And that is to normalize failure. So whenever we have a task, and especially if you're a recovering perfectionist like me, our biggest worry is it's not going to be good enough. It's going to, you know, 
Uh, I'm not going to be able to get it done in the time allotted if we've time blocked it, whatever it might be. And so if we shift the mindset to think of everything as an experiment, then all of a sudden, and, and like we expect to fail, you know, this kind of comes from scientific labs. If you expect to fail and you just want to see if your hypothesis is true, then you're not attached to the outcome and it shifts everything. And so my main uh, coaching and membership program is called Social Media Leads Lab. For those of you watching on um, YouTube, you can see the colored test tubes behind me. That's the reason for those is to remind me that everything is an experiment and it's okay to fail. And I think the more we can do this, the and it's not a, it's not a quick trick, but the, when you can shift that mindset, I think your productivity goes way, way up. And I don't know if Summer, that's anything you've kind of worked with some of your perfectionist clients on related to that or anything. I love that tip so much. And I also love it with delegation because it's something that we forget to extend to others on our team too, is to fail forward, to not take a task back as soon as they fail at it or, you know, as soon as it doesn't uh, meet our expectations. Yes. We literally help them learn from that by expecting like, yeah, that's okay. Like there's a J curve with delegation, each task. And so I know that the, there are things that are going to be dropped. There are things that are going to be missed. That's okay too. So failing forward or failing fast, like that's actually really great to extend to yourself and to extend to your team too. So important because I, I, I'm somebody, again, recovering perfectionist that was hesitant to turn anything over to anybody in the beginning. And now I'm like, why did I wait so long? But that's, it's so important to, yeah, let your team know. And now I'm, I'm trying to think like, do I let them know that? Do I do that? I need to go let them know. <laughs> that's what I'm going to do as soon as we're, we're done with this is let them know, hey, it's okay. It may not work out. You may not do your best work the first time, whatever. Keep going. And that other reminder that you just mentioned uh, too quickly compared to how important I think it is, which is don't take it away just because they screwed it up the first time, if that happens. And it's even harder for things that you do well right? Because you have this unrealistic expectation probably. So But then you can it. explain how to do it well, right? Or even if you don't know how to do this thing very well, you can still fail forward by helping explain how they can do it better and instead of taking it back and just doing it yourself. Yeah. And that's one thing for me that I've I've been really good about is if I teach somebody something and they don't get it, whether it's somebody that's learning from me in a course or a membership or my kids or anything, that's on me. I didn't teach it right. And and it's probably not true 100% of the time, but it's probably true 99% of the time. And so I always go back and think, okay, how can I change this? How can I um, explain it or teach it in a better way? So, all right, yeah. we're going to recap all six of those here in just a second. Uh, our question of the week from Darren, though, how do you stay productive when you have to constantly reply to messages from clients? Summer, what would you say to Darren? Ooh, that's That's a tough one if you've set the expectations that you will constantly reply. Uh, so I set expectations that here are my working times when I'm going to reply. And I block those times, too, because they're high value. And so they know when I'm available and I set those boundaries that this are the times that I'm going to be available to give you your feedback. And here's why. Here's how I here's why it's more valuable if we have this container of time where you can ask me questions and I'm going to respond to you. Um, so I would be really careful to not set the expectation that you're always on the clock because it really limits your ability to create those boundaries. And it is all about boundaries, as Summer said, Darren. And I'm here to share that even if you have no boundaries, it's never too late to set them. And so before I had my own business, I worked at an agency. And, you know, like consciously, I would say family and health are the most important things in my life. But my actions would be nothing more important than the client, right? I would 
I remember a very specific time where I got up from dinner to answer a message from a client because I just felt like I had to. Looking back, I didn't need to do that. And so what I did was I went to the clients and I just said, hey, these are my working hours. Any email you send, uh, you'll get a response within 24 hours. And then this is the other part that I did. And not everybody can do this. It depends on your situation. But I gave every single client my personal cell phone number. I said, here is my personal cell phone number. If you have an emergency and need immediate response or as fast as I can, then send me a text. And that applied to working hours and, you know, you know, whenever. Um, and I think in like the two years that I did that, I think I got one text message and that's it. And so as long as you can assure them, you will be available to them. Most clients will be happy to get on board with these new boundaries that you're putting in place. And you can explain to them how it helps you be more productive and get more done for them um, and finish more tasks for them as well. But that was the little thing, that was a little note. And what happened was actually clients started emailing me less too, because when I said 24 hours, then they would Google something instead of asking me. And so there were so yeah, many you benefits empower. Yes. I love that. You empower them to solve their own problems too. Yeah. Work. And I've never, I never wanted to, you know, be the guy that's like, can you Google it and see if you can find the answer on page one before you email me about it? But it just kind of happened naturally, um, which was cool. So, all right, let's recap all six ways to trick yourself into being more productive. Number one, identify your main thing. What is your ultimate goal? And then what are the tasks, the 20% of tasks that will make the biggest impact on getting to that goal? Uh, number two, have other people hold you accountable. You may be your own boss, but you can still find ways to get other people to be your accountability partners, especially, I think, if it's somebody that you know and respect and you don't want them to see you as somebody that doesn't meet deadlines. Uh, number three, eliminate, automate, delegate. Look at your list and before you do any work on anything, see if you can uh, get rid of it in any of those ways. Number four, uh, if you've got a big project, just think about what is the first thing that you need to do, even if it's opening Google Chrome, because sometimes when you do the small task to get it going, you will actually then do the next one and the next one, and you'll be surprised how much you actually get done. Uh, number five is time blocking, as, as uh, Summer shared. And then number six, normalize failure. What is, you know, you're much less attached to the outcome and you're much less afraid to start. Plus, you'll get it done more quickly if you're not worried about it being a home run success every single time. So, Summer, what was your favorite of the six? And by the way, there is no pressure to choose one of mine. You can choose one of yours. I always like to let the guests know that. Oh, there's so many good ones. But I just, I really think like knowing what the main thing is and keeping the main thing the main thing is the way to know what needs to be done and helps you create so much clarity and momentum moving forward. Okay. And mine, you know, it would probably depend on the week when I had to answer this question. But right now, I'm going to go with uh, what you shared about time blocking, because that is a thing that I just recently did that not only designated a time to make sure I got the thing done, but it removed it from my mental worry uh, the rest of the week. And that has been uh, big for me. So, all right. If you want to take a deeper dive into any of those, go to the sixways.com slash four, the number four for episode four. And... Word of mouth is the number one way that new people discover and grow their businesses using this show. So if you found this valuable, tell someone else who would benefit too, because I truly believe we all do better when we all do better. In episode number five, six ways to make videos faster using AI. And Summer has an amazing thing. I do not let a lot into my email inbox, but Summer has a newsletter called Implement This. And it's one thing that you should do to improve your systems and productivity. 
And she even says, do this this week or delete it. Like, don't don't let this clog up your inbox, which I truly love, Summer. So if you want to check that out, uh, we have links to it in the uh, show notes of the description wherever you are consuming this video, all right? If you enjoyed this episode, a couple more episodes for you to check out. Six ways to take more time off in your business without losing income. And six ways to lazily grow your email list. And you can find both of those again in the description or show notes. Links are wherever you're watching or listening. Remember, we all do better when we all do better. So keep helping each other out. And Summer, thank you for being on the show. Oh, thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And don't forget to sign up at dailysocialmediatips.com to get the same powerful tips and strategies that thousands of other entrepreneurs enjoy receiving direct to their inbox each day for free. Just the first couple emails you get have completely transformed the way some business owners look at their social media marketing. Want to see how? Sign up now at dailysocialmediatips.com and we'll see you in the next episode.